Showing off some new moves this preseason, could Jose Alvarado be the sixth man for the New Orleans Pelicans? Plus, have injuries opened the door for anyone else to claim a surprise rotation spot? It's the Tuesday Locked On Pelicans episode. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, great show with y'all here, for y'all here, because I want to dive a little bit more into what we've been seeing from some of the guys in preseason, starting with Jose Alvarado. You've seen a new offensive game for him. Can he be the sixth man, sixth man of the year for the New Orleans Pelicans? Plus, I want to look at some of the other guards on the roster. Devontae Graham, what about Darion Sebron, especially with a potential injury to Dyson Daniels? And then we'll get into Larry Nance Jr. Jackson Hayes is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Could that open the door for someone else? We're going to break all of that down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free. No hot takes or anything like that. Just straight up breaking down everything going on with this Pelicans team. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. By the way, second listen, Locked On Saints. Getting that big win for the black and gold over the weekend to kind of get back on the right side of things. So let's talk about Jose Alvarado. You saw him in that, particularly in that second preseason game against the Detroit Pistons where he scored 28 points. He looks like a different kind of offensive player. He's added a lot to his back, a real strong in-between game, a floater game, a mid-range game that he didn't quite have last year. And look, before the season started, I wouldn't have called myself like a Jose Alvarado hater, but I was definitely not a believer. And then as the season went on, you know, I still have concerns about him being undersized. That's obviously not something that's going to go away. And I do wonder if that could hurt him like long term in his career. But then you watch this dude play and he just he just makes plays, right? Like that's the best way to describe him. It's just a dude who goes out and makes plays and is impactful whenever he gets his minutes. I don't care if you're undersized, if that's what you're going to end up doing, if you're going to make that sort of impact out there on the roster, and let alone he's one of the more popular players, I think. You know, just his attitude, the underdog mentality, the never give up type of thing, the want to be a little bit petty and spiteful and mess with people, feels like a little bit of a troll at times with the sneaky steal. That's a lot of fun. So I really hope he does well. And look, if he looks like he has this preseason, he is going to do very well. The reason you're seeing him look a little bit different with that in-between game is he reached out to Tony Parker during the offseason. He just DM'd Tony Parker. He shot his shot. He slid into Tony Parker's DMs, you know, said he was a big fan. He admired his game. He hoped they could connect at some point. They met up in Vegas during Summer League. He said they exchanged numbers. And then he flew out to San Antonio to work and learn from Tony Parker for a little bit. I, I love that, right? Like, how did you spend your summer vacation? Oh, I proactively hunted down Tony Parker so that I could learn from one of the better point guards we've seen in the past 20 years. Yes. Give me that type of attitude from every guy. 
on this team. You always want your players learning from the greats and to proactively do it. Not someone being like, oh, you should work with Tony Parker. Let me introduce you, blah, blah, blah. He just went out and made it happen, right? This is like what he does. He goes out and he makes plays and he did it when trying to work with Tony Parker. I hadn't even put that together before I started speaking here. It just like sums everything up, doesn't it? You've seen that in-between game, that floater game, 28 points against the Detroit Pistons, and that wasn't him shooting threes, which normally that's where you would see something like that come from on a guy like him exploding for 28 points, but he only made two threes in that game. He shot 12 of 18 from the field. That's two-thirds of his shot, 66.7%, and basically all of them were, were at the rim. Basically all of them were at the rim, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight made shots more or less within the restricted area, nine in the paint, and then one long mid-range and two threes. If he can do that, oh boy, you've got a special player. If he can do that on a nightly basis, and he has that slipperiness to him that lets him get through screens, through, through seams in the defense, crease through the defense, get a ball on a bubble pass or something like that from Zion Williamson, and score. He has decent enough touch around the rim, and if he gets a floater where he can shoot that over bigger guys than him, he'll be able to do that pretty regularly, I think. And when he's not able to score, and that was his biggest scoring output this preseason, at times you've seen him not shoot particularly well. Game one against the um, Chicago Bulls, he was three of six. Okay, that one's good. It was the game against the Spurs where he shot two of eight. There we go. He gets guys into sets and is still impactful on the offense. Four rebounds, three assists, three steals against San Antonio. Against the Pistons, he was just straight up scoring, mainly doing that, but also grabbing five boards for guys undersized. And then against the Chicago Bulls, six assists along with four rebounds, two steals as well. Only six points, but an impactful player out there on the court. That's what you want to see from him. I don't know, and I, I talked about this with Will Guillory, and this is something that I've said a lot on the show. I don't know if the Pelicans really truly need like a six man. A lot of you want Jordan Clarkson, and it's like, eh, there's just no need for a player like that when you're going to be able to stagger minutes. But you have a guy, Jose Alvarado, that conceivably fits well with almost any lineup out there, gives you something, and is just a playmaker, whether it's offense or defense, just being in the right spot to get a ball away from someone and create a fast break or making the right pass or nailing a floater when you need it in the game. He's going to fit next to Zion. We know he fits next to CJ to brain, you know, with Brandon Ingram too. If you have a guy that just makes plays like that, it's kind of your unofficial six man, if not official six man. And it definitely seems with that expanded weapon you know, of a floater with an expanded bag of scoring tricks for Jose Alvarado that he could kind of fit that role because he does make plays on the defensive side of the ball. Being undersized hurts in the half court, but if the Pelicans are really going to be out running and not going to be playing half court defense, hopefully as much as they have in the past, just creating transition opportunities, limiting some of that, I think they could really make it easier on themselves and maximize him. And you're starting to see it in preseason a little bit. He's looked really, really good. Really, really good. He's always just all over the court making plays. Love his attitude. Love proactively trying to find Tony Parker to work out with him. A guy that he can really model his game after. Great story all around. We're all expecting big things from him this season, and we hope he's going to be able to deliver. And based on preseason, it looks like he definitely will. 
But what about some of the other guards on the roster, particularly Devontae Graham? Darion Sebron, too, has been looking good. He's on a two-way deal. And now there's a potential injury to Dyson Daniels, which we have a slight update on. We'll give that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puff Set, you are missing out. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. And it's healthy. And it's healthy. That's the biggest thing. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So it's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it and it being bad for you because this is healthy. Only 160 calories, a whopping 15 grams of collagen protein, which has tons of additional health benefits. Your body absorbs it more efficiently. It's good for your skin. You may as well eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And like all Built Bars, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. It is truly the perfect treat. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's a different promo code than the past years. LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON15 over at Built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. Completely free, no hot takes, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, this roster, and what's going to be a really fun Pelican season. Now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Ross Jackson, I had drinks with him over the weekend, breaking down everything, black and gold. Dude's killing it. Killing it. He's all over TV, radio, everywhere. In what's a slightly disappointing Saints season, but he's got a lot of insight on how they can turn this around and get better in subsequent years too. So make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen today. So we just talked a lot about Jose Alvarado. Could, in a sense, be six-man for the New Orleans Pelicans with what he gives you offensively, defensively. And on offense, it's either being a true point guard and setting up people and getting them into their sets or just being the scoring guy himself with that mid-range game. But what about other guys on the roster? Dyson Daniels definitely seems like he was going to be taking someone's minutes by the middle of the year. That's what everyone seemingly has said. Defensively, he looks pretty close to NBA ready. Like, I don't think you're going to see him making uh, the defensive impact that Herb Jones had in Herb's rookie year. Also, we even talk about it in the show yesterday. He blocked a three-point shot through a screen. It's already near impossible to block three-point shots, let alone while you're being screened. Just the most unreal play, what Herb Jones did the other day. Dyson Daniels not having that impact is not a knock on him, obviously. And they need a guard that's a sizable guard, 6'7", 6'8", Dyson Daniels definitely fits that and can give you an edge in the backcourt that you don't have otherwise. But he did suffer that ankle injury, was in the game for 20 seconds before leaving. What I'm hearing is it's not that big of a deal precaution. They don't need to play him. You know, he's not expected to have a huge rotation role right away. So you can bring him along a little bit more slowly. You don't need to rush him back out there and risk a further injury and derail in any sense his rookie year whatsoever, but should be fine. Even if maybe he's going to be a little bit limited going forward with this team, but it's okay. So that means for the time being, someone else is going to get some of those guard minutes that maybe we were expecting to go to Dyson Daniels eventually. Maybe that's Devontae Graham, who has looked pretty good in preseason so far, making his three-pointers, and we're wondering what he could do playing next to Zion Williamson, being wide open, and against the San Antonio Spurs, 
did it. Three of seven from three. You do that, you'll be okay. Six assists, 11 points. Against the Pistons, he made two of four from three. Eight points, that's fine. Limited minutes, make your threes. That's going to open it up. And then, of course, in that first game against the Chicago Bulls, you saw some mid-range from him in a way that we hadn't seen before that really seemed to be working for him. He also played downhill in that one. Got to line eight times, 21 points on the night. He'll probably be the guy that gets those minutes right away. But I wonder if he'll be able to keep up some of that level of play playing downhill, some of that mid-range during the regular season. What about a guy like Darion Sebron, a guy that the Pelicans really liked, really liked during the pre-draft process and immediately went to go and sign right after the draft on a two-way deal? He's gotten minutes in all of this. He got a lot of minutes in Summer League, too. He's been closing games out for the Pelicans, and he has just a different style of play than any other guard currently on the roster. You have guards that can shoot. Devontae Graham can shoot at times in preseason so far. C.J. McCollum's more of a shooter-score guy, right, but more on the perimeter than anything else. Jose has that mid-range game. He's already going to be in line for some minutes. But then you have Darion Sebron, who's got pretty good size, really excellent speed, and just gets downhill, aggressive, and attacks. And against the San Antonio Spurs, with the Pelicans living in the bonus, at six foot seven, with really strong speed, you saw Sebron just go downhill and really try and pressure and attack the rim. Went to the line five times, finished with eight points on the night. Against the Pistons, you saw him playing downhill, trying to push and get to the rim and score. Same thing as he helped Dyson Daniels close out that win over the Chicago Bulls just a week ago. He's a guy that I wouldn't be shocked if he gets spot minutes here and there if there's foul trouble or an injury for the Pelicans early on in the season. They use their two-way guys pretty well under David Griffin. It's not even pretty well, excellently well. Though they did wave. John Butler, and some of the other guys here, John Petty Jr. as well. And I told you, those guys weren't going to be on the team on opening night. So you may as well give those minutes to Garrett Temple, who will, because the roster is already set. and No one really is going to surprise you, but Sebron being on a two-way, and they seem really committed to him on that two-way deal, could. And as a change of pace guard, you know, if the Pelicans are in the bonus in a third quarter and you need someone to kind of push that with the and punish the defense and keep that advantage up? Could you go to Sebron, who's shown he's capable of getting downhill, of shooting, of trying to score? You know, more importantly, maybe getting fouled and going to the line? I think so. They seem to believe in their developmental process here, and Sebron could be the next guy. Najee Marshall was a two-way guy that they converted to an NBA deal. Jose Alvarado last year. Kenrich Williams before that, too. They've done a good job of developing those type of guys, having them make an impact on the roster. I do think they're saving the other two-way for EJ Liddell. Y'all ask me about that every day. I think there's a reason why it's kind of being rotated right now. Just toss some guys some extra money, it seems like. Say they were on a two-way deal, and that'll eventually go to EJ Liddell, and then they'll convert him to a full contract, similar to Jose Alvarado towards the end of the season, using part of their mid-level or something along those lines before it expires. But I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Darian Sebron could get some minutes. What do you think? Have you liked what you've seen from him being such a different player? A guy that just wants to use his speed and length to get downhill and try and get a layup, a dunk, and attack the basket. Worst case is, maybe you get fouled, go to the line. It keeps the Pelicans' advantage in this one. 
I don't know. I don't think he's going to get tons of minutes. He doesn't have a, a full rotation spot or anything like that being on a two-way deal. But he's a guy that could surprise just because he's such a change of pace. And there's no one else that really has that same skill set as him right now. And maybe he carves out a role for himself. And he's that other, you know, big surprise on a two-way deal success story for the Pelicans. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. So coming up next, we got a Jackson Hayes injury. Larry Nance Jr. injury, maybe. We have a slight update on that one, too. But does that open the door for someone else? And I think the answer to that one really could be yes. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Tonight, taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant, less than 6.5 assists. And of course, Steph Curry, more than 3.5 three-pointers made. I love prize picks because it's daily fantasy made easy. It's just simple. You pick two to five players, and if they, and then you pick if they will score more or less than their prize pick projections. It's you versus the numbers you see there. You're not competing against other people. You have all the information. You get to put your sports knowledge to the test to hopefully win some money for you. It's super easy to do, more or less than the numbers you see right there. And prize picks offers projections on any sport you can watch: NBA, NFL. College football, college basketball, they even have disc golf on there, cricket, whatever it is. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just daily fantasy made easy. They also offer safe and fast withdrawals, and you can currently play in over 30 states in Canada. So download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First timers can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 free money right there with promo code locked on. If you deposit hundred bucks, prize picks will give you hundred. If you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50. So you've got to use that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 prize picks daily fantasy made easy. And thank you for making locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022. Six episodes, including me on one of them. Breaking down the NBA season, the local team experts, and a roundtable style talk. We've got the local hosts who know these teams better than anyone else, and then the Odyssey and other Locked On experts chiming in. Search for the Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Today, we are talking more about preseason guys who have played well. That has certainly been Jose Alvarado. We liked what we saw from Dyson Daniels till the injury. I like what I've been seeing out of Darion Sebron, even though he's going to be on a two-way and maybe in a tough spot when it comes to the roster. But what about the big man rotation? Zion, lock. Jonas Valanciunas, absolutely a lock too. But is there anyone that could surprise you? And now with some injuries coming up, maybe someone's going to be in line for a bigger role. And maybe this is kind of being telegraphed and has been telegraphed to us for a little while now. So the Pelicans announced that Jackson Hayes is going to be out for two to four weeks with an injury to his elbow. Certainly not what this team was hoping for whatsoever. They're going to reevaluate him in two weeks. It's a torn 
ulnar collateral ligament UCL in his left elbow, which is his non-dominant arm uh, that he suffered against the Detroit Pistons. Going to try and rehab it and then be reevaluated in two to four weeks. So he won't be playing. Larry Nance Jr. left the game the other night, didn't return after spending some time into the locker room. But also hearing, and this comes from him, he'll be fine and it's not a big deal and it's more just precautionary than anything else. So who's this open the door for? You know, Jackson Hayes was getting minutes in preseason, and now he's not going to be. He played twenty over 26 in the first game against the Pistons, 22, uh, almost 23 minutes. So now you need someone to fill that. And, well, it's the MVP, Billy Hernan Gomez, coming in and scoring 11 points, 11 rebounds. This is just what he does, folks. He, he goes out and he will give you points. He will give you exactly what you need him to do. He scored 10 and 8 against the Pistons. He's just solid against the Chicago Bulls. 15 points, 5 boards. He's not going to give you amazing defense, but you need someone to go get you 10 points and fill up some of those center minutes, get you some rebounds, and also be one of the best teammates on this roster. That's Billy Hernan Gomez. They, they've been building him up a lot, and he's coming in with more confidence, I think, than he's ever had before. He's the Eurobasket MVP. He is saying, I want to play. I think he feels he should be a starter in the league. I don't know if he feels he should be a starter over Valanciunas, but he feels he can start, not just play a big role, but be a starter in the NBA. His play is just solid backup center. You need your center to go out, get you some points, and get you some boards. That's it. He will do that. There's no doubt about that. He struggles shooting at times. He struggles defensively, although he was pretty good for Spain in that regard. So maybe he's ready to level up his game, but he's coming in with full confidence. The Pelicans believe in him too. They, they're calling him MVP. That's what they call him in practice around the facility. Deservedly so, winning the Eurobasket MVP as Spain won the gold in all of that. He could be in line for a bigger role. Jackson Hayes, given the contract situation, you know, maybe seemed like he was going to be the odd man out already. Now he's out for four weeks, so he's going to probably miss the start of the regular season and maybe not be as effective as he was because of this injury. That opens the door for Billy Hernan Gomez to just claim this spot in the rotation and slam the door shut on that with consistent play. Consistent play, right? Because that's what Jackson Hayes has been missing for his career. You might think he's playing well, then you put him out there and he's in a slump or it's just not clicking, whatever it is. I'm not going to say it's work ethic or anything like that because truly I don't know, but there's periods of time where you think you're going to, he's going to play well and it just doesn't happen. Then he loses his spot in the rotation that will hurt you. But you know that Billy Hernan Gomez is going to give you like 10 and eight, 15 and eight, 15 and five, whatever it might be. You can count on that. You can help. It helps with your game plan. It makes Willie Green's job a little bit easier. It really could be that Billy Hernan Gomez is going to take advantage of this, particularly if Larry Nance Jr. misses any more time in preseason. I don't know if he will. But if Billy then goes out and has like a 20-point game and they've been building him up all offseason, he could be in line for significant rotation minutes at the start of the year. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. Do you think Billy Hernan Gomez is going to get minutes? Do you think it's going to be like Darion Sebron, Devontae Graham, whoever it might be, let me know in the comments down below. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow. we got another preseason game.